everybody. Welcome to another episode of Reality TV and me. I'm your host, Kirsty. And this week, the, look, shit's about to get real because I've got husband to Stacey Hampton from Married at First Sight Season 7, your resident party boy and ultimate shit stirrer, Michael the Goonstack Goonin. <laughs> What an intro! Hey, what an intro! Uh, thanks for thanks for having me. Look, thanks for joining me. I wasn't sure if uh, I was going to be able to chat to you, and I always put out uh, options for listeners to to write in and and put forward questions that they might want to ask the guests. I've never had such an explosive response. Um, a, a lo- look, you're you're polarizing. We'll say that. <laughs> okay all right so there's uh yeah okay what has your response been like do you notice it much still here or has it all kind of come back now that it's playing again in the u.s in terms of seeing people out and about do you get recognized do you get yelled abuse at (laughs) at all Um, to be honest with you like i'm a very sort of um I just, I'm just a normal lad. Like that is all I am. Like I'd love to say I'm special and anything different, but I'm just a normal lad that's worked hard and likes to enjoy himself on the weekend. Like just because I admit it does not mean anything. Like, like at least I'm honest. Um, um, and yeah, and I guess when you're out and stuff, you you do meet people and they're like, oh my god, like this and this, and you get like some diehard fans, and it's like. Well, to be honest with you, mate, just go watch it again. Like, I can't really bother explaining the whole thing to you. Like, I've not got all night. So, but, uh, no, I'm pretty I'm, – I'm very, like – I don't know. I'm very easygoing, like, so I I don't have a problem with it, to, to be quite honest with you. I'll have fun with it, like, so, yeah. Do you think that um, the show portrayed you as you are? Because a lot of people weren't so happy with their – their portrayal, their edit on the show, but it's very difficult for us viewers. We don't know you in any other sense. So, I mean, you did did come across as uh, this massive party boy. Is that who you are? Well, see, that's the, that's the upsetting thing there, Kirsty. It's like they never got any of the pictures, you know, of like me at church and me helping those old people across Shut the, the road. Shut up. You do not. <laughs> <laughs> Look. The show's the show. They film you for 400 hours. Guess what? It's harder to cut your art as, as someone you're not than it is. Everyone on that show was basically portrayed as they were, and they all were. So that's what happened. That was the story, you know. Granted, they might have been in a heat of the moment during the show and they acted differently to how they would, you know, have liked to have usually acted. But I'd love to. I probably got, you know, the worst rep out of everyone. And it was like, i got to put my hand up and go... Yeah, it could have been worse. Like, so yeah, I think they they summed it up pretty accurately. I mean, they put a lot of emphasis on the fact that oh, like you know, party boy, whatever. But it was I don't look at myself like that. I look at myself like just every other normal Aussie guy that go likes to hang out with his friends on the weekend. Okay, so when you say it could have been worse, I mean there's a lot of rumours that there were drugs on set that uh, had David Cannon on a few weeks ago and he mentioned that a little baggie or something may have allegedly dropped on the floor, allegedly in front of a producer. Do you want to speak to that at all? I mean... 
I'm an open book. I mean, um, I, I had a joke about this once because it was just nonsense. Someone said to me, they go, um, someone brought that comment up. And I, I think I said, I, go, I wouldn't like never. I, I can't remember what exactly uh, I said on that one. But uh, basically, you're on the biggest show in Australia. If that shit happened, do you think I'd still be there? They would have kicked you off the minute that happened. It's written all over the contract that there's a zero tolerance rule. So, I mean, let's be honest. You think they're going to let themselves have that obligation get out? I mean, it was rumoured that I liked the party and whatever, and I came back from the casino and, and you know, I was, I was there with other people and I came back from the casino and I was drunk and, and whatnot. Came back from the casino at 7 o'clock and I'd done pretty well on the tables. But... AM yeah, or PM, because there's a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I never broke curfew or anything. Remember, they're quite strict in those. Um, it, it, they're, they're very strict in that. In, in the that whole filming schedule. Yeah, you can't. You know, you can't be sitting there banging coke on set. Like that's that's not what it's about. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. It's I've heard it a lot. Is all I can say. But you know what? I'm hearing you and I wasn't there. But drugs aside or not, um, your drinking was an issue on the show. I mean, we saw you come home a few times and that had been a problem between you and Stacey. Is that something that's a problem in your daily life? Uh, another thing, I mean, it's quick to go, oh, that guy likes going out on the weekend. He has a few, you know, he likes partying with his friends or whatever. I'll ask you the same question. Do you like going out with your friends and do you like having a few bevies? Um, yes, and I went to rehab for it. <laughs> but let's be honest, because I put my hand up and go, yeah, I love going out and having a good time on the weekend. I love doing that. I find it fun. I find it like a massive, um, I find it I find it enjoyable. I find it like, wow, just smashed a whole week of work. Let's go out with the boys and, and let's have a drink and let's carry on and just be silly, you know. And I copped a lot of grief for that and, I put my hand up and I was honest with it. Yeah, Stacey and I were having a fight and it was like, oh, well, I know a couple of people in Sydney. I'm going to go catch up with them. And then that's how it ended. It wasn't like, oh, my God, he's doing this, he's doing this. What Stacey wanted, I believe, is just a pin-on. And I wasn't going to be a pin-on. I was going to stand up for myself. And she wanted to go to the hairdressers and spend time and do all that stuff and go get her nails done. I was like, well, no worries. I'm not going to sit in the room and wait for you to come home like a good little puppy. I'm going to go do what I <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could ever accuse you of being a good little puppy. <laughs> Maybe a pit bull or something. I don't know. <laughs> so on um, on Stacey, um, she was on the show a few weeks ago and she mentioned that one night or, you know, whatever, one day you came in and said, look, it's obvious we don't like each other. Uh, let's just pretend for the cameras. And she was apparently quite shocked. She's like, well, I, I do like him. Did you have feelings for her? Did they grow throughout the show or was it all just smoke and mirrors? No, it wasn't. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I did fall in love with that girl, 100%. Um, I, I did fall in love with her. Um, at the beginning, I couldn't read Stacey. That was my biggest problem. I've been able to read every girl I've ever been with and it's like, oh, we're on here. She likes me. Bang, we're kissing. We're doing that. Like With Stacey, it was like, oh, my God, do you see how awkward the wedding was? I was like, this is crap. I was like, mate, just get me out of here. Like I'm getting absolute donuts. And then um, – and so I was like, well, she's not interested, so – 
I'm going to flip the game here, like, and I'm just going to be like, well, I'm going to have to to pull the hard to get card. So I was like, well, I'm not interested. So you can work for it now, and uh, <laughs> and that's what happened. So I mean, that's it. I mean, it's simple, isn't it? You give a cat a string. He doesn't care about it, but you dangle it in front of it and make it dance, you'll get a better result. Jesus, I don't know that Stacey will appreciate being called a cat. <laughs> I'd say she's a fox, but nah, Stacey's a good person. I don't, I honestly, I don't, see, Stacey will come and say nasty things about me or, or say like, you know, I'm emotionally abusive and I've heard like some crazy things she's come out with, but... I don't. I don't care. Stacey's a good person. We had a lot in common. When I shared great memories with Stacey, but unfortunately, that relationship came to an end. So be it. Move on. I've never ever badmouthed her in the media or said anything or discussed private things that that I knew or, or anything like that because that's just a dog act in my opinion. There's a level. There's a code among exes that you keep regardless of if you're on a TV show, mm. and I live to that code. And you'll never hear me badmouthing. Stacey, you'll never hear me saying, oh, she did this to me, she did this to me. So what? She did that to others. I probably deserved it. Uh, It was like, at the end of the day, that's a real relationship. And it's like, you know, you have a relationship with someone and you go to the pub with all your friends and bitch about them. It's like, you just don't do that. So I do that. (laughs) But then I haven't had a relationship in a long time. So that's probably. (laughs) I can tell. tell. I'm, I'm looking at your bedside table here. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's literally just like I'm I'm 85. It's Voltaren, it's nasal spray. Look, I'm it's asthma puff. I'm a sexy gal. <laughs> Look, this is my side hustle, all right? I forgot that I was on camera for a second. I'm not the one that was on uh, Married at First Side and getting papped. <laughs> oh. Uh- Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. They get you in awkward situations, those paparazzi. What kind of awkward situations? Oh, you just forget, like, everyone's got an iPhone these days. Like, bring back the Nokia 3210. <laughs> People play Snake and leave me alone. Like, that is the worst. It's like, oh, hang on, look. There's Michael doing that, doing that, doing that. It's like, come on, guys. It's like, you follow someone around their whole life with a camera, you're going to see a lot of naughty stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So, I mean, speaking of naughty stuff, what did you get up to with Haley that fateful night? That is the that is the truth. I was on the red wine and I was I was pretty bevied, but um, that that was uh, that was definitely the truth that, that occurred that night. But um, look, since I didn't believe Haley at first, and it wasn't really? until so after- you were completely blackout. You actually had no memory of it. Proper, like actual, yeah. That's shit-faced. All right, that's um, that's what we call legless or completely hosed. Yeah. Um, they might have had to take me out of there in a wheelchair. Um, oh, but hell. no, I mean, um, yeah, no, no, it wasn't. Look, it, we were just, it was actually, we we're on red wine, and I'm shocking on red wine. Like, I just, if I drink like three glasses of red wine, I can't remember anything. Like, it's like. <laughs> Three roofies in a car. Um, but, yeah, um, beer, everything fine, but, like, red wine just does not agree with me. And, um, yeah, that's what we were drinking, and I made the mistake of doing that. And, um, 
Yeah, I think everything bad that's ever happened to me has probably involved some sort of bottle of red wine. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny considering I have a wine company. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get high on your own supply. Um, but, yeah, so what happened was, um, yeah, and I didn't believe Hayley at all because she was, like, saying it was papped and then I was getting told there was videos and there wasn't videos. And then... Uh, I just got told a whole mixed bunch of messages and then I got told so much stuff that wasn't true and so much stuff that was true to the point where now I don't I don't care like whether it happened it happened but Haley still says it happened and I'm thinking she remembers the whole night why does she have any reason to lie to me behind closed doors so I'm probably leaning towards the fact that I believe it she's a pretty honest person so and I didn't think that at the time but I've built on it I probably did kiss her but I also said to Stacey in that period, I said to Stacey, I need you to know for a fact that I can't remember, but I also need to know if this does come out and there is videos or whatever and there's like solid evidence because, you know, it's hard because everyone's coming up with rumors and everyone's sort of playing a game to try and make someone else look bad. So it was like um, I said to her, I go, um, I, go I need to know, like, I messed up and I'm going to prove to you that that I can be the guy that you want me to be. Um, but I need to know regardless, uh, will you forgive me regardless if it's true or not? And she said, yes, I'll forgive you. So I didn't want to, you know, develop this serious relationship and, and, and move so far forward and then realise, shit, like she thinks I'm a liar or, or whatever. So... It, do, you, do you know what would have been easier is like literally I look back on it it would have been easier to just put my hand up and say yeah I kissed her because I would have copped a lot less than he can't remember he got drunk and he can't remember it's like yeah. sorry I'm guilty of that yeah yeah and I think because people have their own experience of, of getting really drunk and still remembering shit it was like okay it's hard to hard to put yourself in your I'm shoes perfect. yeah hey we've got we, we've all got our poisons do you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. um no one's perfect. I'm not going to stand here and say I'm, you know, lead singer of the choir boys, but um, <laughs> shit Do you think um, Haley was trying to do a little bit of a couple switch because she was anxious about her relationship with David and getting off the show? Not at all. Haley didn't care. Haley was uh, Haley was riding it out. She was having a bit of fun, and she uh, we were just partying, and we were and and that's what we're doing. And every now and again, adults and in things can party like children. That's fine. Give me a bouncy castle, I'll fuck rocket. But it was um, that's all it was. It was just we were all in the room, like we were dancing on each other. Chris was dancing on me. It was just like we were just naive, stupid, and foolish, and just taking the piss with each other that's all it was and it was completely inappropriate and I do regret it and I made a mistake and I hurt someone that um, I don't think deserved to be hurt at the time and um, and I do regret it and I have to put my hand up and say that I put myself in that situation it's me to blame and I can't blame it oh I got drunk I put the drink in my mouth no one else Mm. and I fucked up and guess what if kissing someone or, or anything like that I faced the full prosecution of the struggle. <laughs> yeah, you'll never do that again, eh? Um, with that in mind, was is that what broke you and Stacey in the end, that she just couldn't trust you? 
Nah. Well, Stacey, I won her trust. And, and from that moment forward, you've seen me. Remember, for me, it was quite difficult because, you know, I do have, you know, a bit of a reputation of a party boy or whatever. And I was single for a long period of time prior to the show. And maybe a big part of me thought, I'm re- like, I'm ready. You know when you're, you know when you're single, and then you're like, Do you know what? I want a boyfriend. I want a girlfriend. Like that's what I want because the grass is always greener on the other side. You wanted side. a wife. And- <laughs> Exactly. So it's like, well, I want, I want to stop mucking around. I want to meet someone. I just want to fast forward this whole thing. Bang. That's what we're going to do. And I was open to it. You know, I thought it was stupid. Did I think I was going to work out with anyone they put me with? Did I? Hell, I'm not naive. Like, I'm not dumb. But what I was is it was like, well, do you know what? I finished Tinder three times over. I may as well have a crack at this. I <laughs> completed Tinder. And then, yeah, and, and um, I did it. And, um, and I wasn't thinking that I was going to meet the person in my dreams or whatever, but there was one thing that was true. I was genuinely open to it. Mm. So I was open to, to settling down. And if I met that perfect person, which I think we all are, then we'd all settle down. However, what happened to me as a person was it's like uh, I got along and then it was like I met someone that was very, I'm not, I'd say knows exactly what she wants in a partner. Um, very, um, you know, can definitely stand up for herself and um, and can control any fuckboy in the planet. So it was like, whoa, hang on a minute, like, am I, like I've just got the high school teacher now, do you know what I mean? <laughs> this is like, what the hell? And so you're talking about someone that was so full on and then having to get toned right down to the puppy stage. It was like, you can't go from there to there. So... I think what happened is I, I sort of rebelled a bit in like when we argued, it was like, oh, that's it, I'm leaving, like da 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 da. And I was a bit childish at the beginning. And then I think it was the pink paradise, like, till I realized what I was going to lose and, in, 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 you know, how good she was for me and how much she reined me in. It was like, um, wow, okay, she, she possesses a skill I haven't seen in, in a long time. So, um, I think it was, uh, I think that was what sort of made me, um, definitely sort of dance around it. So do you think it's made you a better yeah. person in the long run? Um, definitely opened me up to, uh, to, to, to qualities in, in, in how to, in qualities to adapt and, and learn from in a relationship. Um, but I guess I thought I was like, you know, this posh guy and I, I'm going to be a great catch. I've got this. And then I was like, I'm a fucking dud. Like, what the hell? who in their right mind would go near me? Good. So like, you got like humbled a little bit i think that's good that's healthy yeah yeah, yeah. i thought i was on cloud nine and then i was like getting rejected at the wedding and that and i was like who is this chick she is like i'm and then yeah humblified me a bit and then yeah i like yeah i think it was um it hey you take take a lesson from everything do you know what i mean if you uh if you end up locked in a jail in Korea, learn something while you're in there. Do you know what I mean? It's like always take a lesson. Like I think life is a lesson, and and I did learn. You know, I think I learned a lot, and I don't I don't regret any of it. To to be honest with you, I mean, obviously, you know, there's things I would want to do differently, but if those things weren't done that way, it's the butterfly effect. We wouldn't be where we are now. Yeah, true. It's pretty good where I'm at now. So. <laughs> 
Um, I want to just fill in some of our US listeners, and they may not know, but after the show, you actually went on to date Casey, another contestant, another contestant, another cast member of the show, who is married to Drew. Um, how did that come about? Were you attracted to each other during filming, or was that all after the fact? Um, so it's impossible not to get attracted to Casey. I mean, she's absolutely gorgeous. Um, remember, I was on eggshells the minute I seen her. I was like, wow, I've just done all this shit. I'm now labeled the cheater. Everyone's looking at me, like grabbing their missuses, like holding them. Like, Michael's coming down the corridor. Michael's coming down the corridor. And I was like, well, I'm now the worst guy in the, I'm the worst guy in the building. I think even the hotel concierge was starting to get a bit worried, you know? And, um, and then, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, obviously she's attractive. You'd have to have a rock from your head. Yeah, she's stunning. She's amazing. And um, and she had really good qualities in that. But I never got to know her because I never <laughs> I was never going to do that because it was like this is dangerous territory and that's not fair for, for, for what I signed up for. I'm a, I'm a one woman man now. And um, yeah, and then it was after the show. I was single. And there's two Michaels. There's single Michael and there's Michael in a relationship. When you're single, you're single. You can do whatever you want, in my opinion. I mean, have respect. Tell a girl where she stands and do whatever. If you, you know, if you, if you, if you think that you can develop feelings from, no worries. Hey, you're a great person. I think I can develop feelings. If you can't, it's like, hey, look, this is what it's going to be, and, and just make the goalposts. Everyone knows where they stand. It's easy. But I think we're adults. We can do that. It's like I don't think there's anything. I think girls and boys this day and age, it's not like. You, you know, I think I think girls can be just as, as bad as boys, and I don't think there's it's wrong to have multiple partners or or whatnot when you're single. I, I just that's I don't know that that's where I roll. But uh, yeah, I mean, when you make that decision and you have that chat to be exclusive, that's it. You're exclusive. Like they're the rules. Like play by the rules. Don't play games. Play by the rules. None of this old text you in 20 minutes. Like, no, just like, just be straight. You know what I mean? And, um, and yeah, so when I was single, I was single. And I actually met Casey when I was on a date with another girl. She came and joined me and, um, at a party. And, um, and then it was like, and that's how I was like, wow, I've actually got a chance. Like, you'd go near me, like, after what you just seen, like, tonight. <laughs> what, this girl's amazing. Right? And then, yeah, it went from there, you know? And it didn't work out, unfortunately. Um, did That was kind of a recent breakup. Was it anything to do with being stuck in lockdown together for a while? Lockdown was difficult. It was um, It really... Let's think about it in perspective. You spend... Say you've got a normal relationship with two, you know, working people, no kids or anything like that, two working people, you're going to spend maybe realistically two hours of interactive time with each other during a normal like work day because, you know, you're going to be sitting there watching TV, you're not interacting, you're not communicating, you're not getting to know each other. But then you've you've got that two hours where, you know, you might be lying in bed or, or whatnot. And then so now like amplify that with lockdown you, you you develop a relationship a lot faster and you develop a lot stronger feelings mm. than than you would um 
sort of in in a normal environment. Same same with Stacey. Like, yeah. I mean, I was in lockdown in mass. Like, I was in lockdown in mass, and then I got out of mass, and then they locked me down. It's <laughs> like get the handcuffs off me. Just let me go. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you're you're a bit more free than I am in Melbourne right now. Are I you got Melbourne? Yeah, so are you just living it up for work? I'm doing my best. I'm just out here trying to live my best life. So um, <laughs> I'm just back to doing what doing what I do, and I'm, I'm, I enjoy doing what I do, and I'm I'm a very happy person. I, uh, you know, I don't. Uh, I'd love to say, oh, you know, I've suffered all this stuff from the show, but. <laughs> I don't believe in that nonsense. I'm not going to say I don't believe in that nonsense, but because uh, I do believe it, you know, things can affect people different. Like, for example, the blackout thing. I think certain people's minds in 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 a program to sort of to to, to reach out at, at different things, and, and I feel for those people, but I can't feel for them because I can't understand it. Yeah, so I, I'm just a go happy guy. I'm always smiling. It doesn't matter. I I have like literally a philosophy whereby I appreciate my bad days because they're a measure of the good days. Without the bad days, you've got no measure of the good days. I just have one more question, comment, concern. uh, Uh, Steve A, well, it's more of a warning. He wants you to know that their bike is offering five grand for your broken leg. Did you know about that and are you concerned? Five grand. Go and step it up. To just, 10. just for the one. Just for the one leg. It's all right. <laughs> now, which leg? <laughs> I mean, hopefully not the third. I don't know. So there's bikies offering up five grand for a broken leg. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this at all? Are you running from the hills? Not really, not really, but I might have to hit up the uh, the local GP and pick out my favourite set of crutches. Why would uh, anybody be targeting you? I would have no idea. I'm a legitimate businessman that pays his taxes every single quarter and I contribute to the society and I contribute to the community and I would have no idea how anyone would be foolish enough to come out with a threat like that against me. All right. Well, thank you so much. I mean, any final thoughts before we wrap it up and I let you enjoy your evening? Not now. Now I'm just about to go go shopping for crutches. I'm a bit worried. I'm sorry. All right. Well, thank you so much. Do you want to give us your socials? Where can we find you if we want to get in touch with you? To be honest with you, I am so done with all that Instagram nonsense, so uh, don't worry so about that. So we're not allowed to get in touch. <laughs> Look, this is the final Love interview you. with Michael Goonan. You still owe me the 20 bucks, right? I'm sending them back. Yeah, no, sorry, you're, break, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. got to go. <laughs> Good banter. See you later, darling. See ya. Thanks, man. Bye.